Golden Road Podcast, the number one podcast in the universe. My name is Addison. I'm the founder of Golden Road, who strives to help inspire and motivate others to live their best lives. And- uh, hi, everyone. My name is Ryan Morrison. I am a Zen master and yoga instructor who found my calling as a strengths coach to help people use their strengths to overcome challenges. Hi, everyone. I am Jared Hookstra, Jared Forrest Hookstra. I am the centennial entrepreneur exploring the world's cultures as the miracle traveler attaining as much of the information and style from their cultures and here to share it with you. Awesome. So, um, so we're not streaming this live on Twitch this time because my upload speed in Northwoods, Wisconsin isn't the best, but, uh, we'll be posting this to normal platforms. Um, make sure to follow our social medias at Golden Road. Today we're talking about, um, talking about lifelong learning, daily routines, and how to uh, adapt to a fast-changing future. Um, and then to, and then Ryan will go into meditation, then we'll go into talking about the topics. But to start, we're going to do a tiger card reading. So let's start with that. Right, the card that I chose was financial and material changes. Let's see that. Let me read that report. It was financial and what? Financial and material changes. Okay. All right. The number five physical card represents changes, challenges, and losses, usually related to material or financial concern. You may be losing some of the things around you, but you must acknowledge and know that besides existing as a physical being, you're an incredible and resourceful spiritual entity. Use your powerful forces within to help you through this difficult period. Everything changes for a reason, and this time isn't meant to be a punishment. Know that your current conditions will transform for the better. A positive question to ask yourself now is, what did I learn from this and how can I avoid it in the future? Remember that there are lessons to be understood in everything. It's up to you and you alone to decide how long it will take for you to learn them. So I think this goes well with our topics today. I mean, um, the world is ever changing and we need to figure out how to be lifelong learners and uh, recognize the experiences that we're going through and see the benefits and the lessons that we're learning in those experiences and then being able to let go of things that no longer serve us. Um, what, what about you guys? Does this card resonate for you guys? Yeah, I mean, definitely for me, um, just in the fact that I, I recently moved back to school in Ann Arbor and this time around, I only brought everything that I could fit inside my Jeep Wrangler. 
And like in previous years, I've, you know, had a parent or my brother come with me to, you know, bring a couple larger items. And this time around, I just decided, you know what, whatever fits in the Jeep is coming, whatever can't, screw it, I'm leaving it. Um, and actually, it's funny because when I moved into my house with the Frisbee team, uh, there wasn't enough fridge space for all 14 of us. And so I was pretty much eating like peanut butter and jellies and like, <laughs> um, like cooking, you know, wheat pasta and like with prego and stuff. And it was particularly hard too, because I recently just on Sunday went back to pescatarian and nice. I weighed myself and I was like, holy crap, I lost like 15 pounds already. I'm like, geez, like what's going on? Um, and also the fact that like my room is barren more or less. I mean, I still have a lot of material possessions with me, but uh, I just, I feel so much lighter and, like physically and also like metaphorically. So um Definitely an interesting time and definitely resonates a lot. Right. I've had the very same experience of everything that's now in this room um, once fit inside a smaller Chrysler 200. I mean, the <laughs> truck on that space is not very big. I'm not sure how big a Wrangler is, but uh, I've, I've gone through many uh, material and, and monetary changes, whether it was from downsizing to, to upgrading and uh just being able to remember all your experiences that you've had through each each time in your life you know there's a time in the season for everything you're gonna have you know uh less fruits from the tree i guess you could say there's other times where the the fruits are gonna be um, plentiful and and so much to go around that you'll be able to have an extra coffee you know in, in your week and and you'll be able to go out and do things but uh there's lots of changes to our lives. Yeah, Forrest, I mean, so you just got back from vacation, right, mm -hmm. from last week. And I feel like it's such a dichotomy, right, because you were able to enjoy the fruits of your labor and, you know, that yeah. harvest that we talked about last time. But also then you come back and it's like, well, my room and, like, the space that I'm in is, like, is not full with things, you know. It's like you only have with you what you brought and what mm -hmm. you could bring. And so like, how do you sort of, how do you deal with that? With that like reality of like having, but also like sort of living more minimalist. Never stop exploring. That's what it says on here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Every day can be a new adventure. It really can. Uh, just today, my one main goal for the day was to create a new, new thing to put on my wall here. Something that, that keeps my environment changing. And just today, I'll flip my camera on maybe so it works better here for you guys. But oh, nice! Oh, nice. Bills from all over the world. Cool. Collectively, I'm not sure what the total would be here. Um, maybe around maybe twenty dollars or so in total currencies. We're seeing a beautiful own. image. This beautiful image of money from around the world. In a, in a picture frame. You put it all together. It's art, so it's invaluable. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, now it serves as a daily reminder for me that, of, of course, all the different places I've been, but the future money that I'm going to give back to those communities that gave back to me, they gave me the experience and the culture. And one day I will have businesses in all of those areas 
and and bringing blessings to the people that are there. And that's that's just a daily reminder for me to keep striving, keep pushing on with everything I'm doing. That's awesome. What about for you, Addison? I know you're in Wisconsin right now, and you know it's a different environment for you as well. So, yeah, I feel like past couple months I've constantly been like changing. I've been like home. I've been in Wisconsin. It's my third time up here in Wisconsin. Um, yeah. And each time is a different experience. Uh, and I feel like it's a, a reset for me to think about like what I want for myself, what I want for my future. Um, so it's been good this time around. It's uh, we've been doing a lot of like wakeboarding, uh, lake surfing, just hanging out in nature on the dock and hanging out with friends. And I've been doing some uh, video creation also. I just posted um, Ryan's meditation from last week on YouTube, so go check that out. Um, Super cool video. I loved it. it. Turned out great. It was awesome. awesome. Hopefully, I'm going to also post the meditation that Ryan's about to do. Um, and try to do like a highlight in midweeks, uh, midweek, and then do the vlogs Sunday and the podcast on Saturday. Um, and I've just been trying to keep up with that stuff, even though I've been changing my environment and just trying to keep something consistent. And we'll talk about more about like daily routines. I'm not the best at daily routines, but uh, I know you guys have your daily routines, and I'm excited to hear what you guys have for. Um, how you guys create success through daily routines. Um, it's all about habit. We yeah. are creatures of habit. And if you can master that, master yourself, the, the success is going to follow. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, do you, Ryan, do you want to do your meditation? Yeah. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's get it. All right. So last week uh, was sort of my adaptation of the vertical axis meditation. It's sort of a very popular meditation um, among, you know, regular meditators. This meditation is going to be a guided meditation based on Ram Das's Just Be. Uh, Ram Das is a spiritual teacher and guru. Uh, he just passed away a few years ago. Uh, he, his original name is Richard Alpert. You might have heard of him. He's a clinical psychologist who basically made his way to India, found a guru, and just basically handed himself over to the spiritual world. And um, he's a great inspiration to me. Uh, I actually have a tattoo uh, called Be Here Now, which is based on his um, findings exploring with his guru in India. And so this meditation is inspired by him. So it's called Just Be. Now, what I would like you to do is I would invite you to sit as straight as you can. We're going to be meditating for about eight to 10 minutes. And for some of you, that will be a new experience. For some of you, even the term meditation is an alien term. It's part of the balancing we're trying to do between getting out in the marketplace and cultivating the inner quiet space. So first, just get here. Just breathe gently and sit with what you're experiencing at this moment. If you experience tiredness, let yourself be tired. 
if you're feeling hot or cold, if you're feeling the seat under you or hearing the sounds outside and around you, don't push anything away. Just be with what is. I'll invite you to slowly close your eyes and just be. Sink into that breath, that life force. The breath is the way to come back to the present moment. But also keep coming back to what you are directly experiencing in this moment. If your mind takes you on a train of thought, when you notice that, just come back and experience the floor under your feet or the air brushing against your cheek or the presence of the person next to you. Letting your mind not hold on to things, just be. Thoughts arising and passing away. Noticing which sensations present themselves to you, a horn from a car outside, the feeling of something against your leg, maybe an agitation. Perhaps it's a memory or it's a judgment about yourself or something else. Just notice it and be with it. And let it stay or go as it chooses. Noticing if the sirens of the inner voice come into your consciousness, let it be there. Don't resist it. Don't grab a hold of it. It comes and it goes. Notice that what you were noticing as much as two minutes ago is already gone. Thoughts, feelings, sensations, memories, plans. Crossing your awareness like clouds crossing the heavens. back to that breath. Clinging to nothing, just be at rest with what is. There's agitation, just notice agitation. Whatever state of mind, whatever feeling or thought or sensation, neither clinging to it nor pushing it away, just coexist with all of it. Just be with it just as it is. There's absolutely nowhere to go 
nothing to accomplish. There's no merit. It's just this. Just this. Feel the awareness as a vast ground, like the sky. And all of the thoughts and sensations and memories and plans and qualities of mind and judging is clouds that come from who knows where. Who cares where? And go who knows where. Identify for a moment with this vast sky. This vast presence, it hears everything, and yet there is no effort. It's not doing anything, it's just being. How little time we have, acknowledge that in us, which is just being. Now I'll invite you to take a deep inhale in through the nose. And exhale, side out the mouth. Another deep inhale through the nose. Hold at the top and exhale. Side out the mouth. One more deep inhale through the nose. Biggest deep breath of the day, filling those lungs, sucking in a little bit more at the top and exhale, side out the mouth. Let go, just be. Thank you for sitting and practicing with us today. In your next inhale, you may open the eyes. In this meditation today, peace, love, and namaste. Thank you, Ryan. That was awesome. I like the idea of like being here now and just with everything that is going on. Like, don't worry about what's you what you have to do in the future, what you have to what you've done in the past, what you. Just like focus on being here now with everything that you have but like for me something that i had to deal with is and I currently i'm dealing with is a minor concussion because i hit um my head wakeboarding so um feeling that like mild headache and just being with that and comfortable with that and um help me just to i don't know yeah be here now and just go through that. Yeah, so bear with me. I have a little bit of a concussion, so my 
I might slur or miss some words or something. I don't know. <laughs> I might have some a seizure at, at the end. I don't know. <laughs> no, it should be fun. But what about you guys? How do you guys feel about the meditation? I can't hear Forrest. Yeah, Forrest. Can't hear you. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> just for the med for the meditation, I had muted myself. Uh, but no, like you were saying about ag agitations and stuff like that, and my body was just like neck spasm and, <laughs> and calf like itch. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, no, definitely. This, as Addison said, really helped. Like, uh, I'll get to that point someday when I can actually like meditate and clear my head. But like all these little baby steps, these small meditation practices, they're definitely helping. Like I'll get there one day, but oh, I'm just trying to help clear my mind out of all the, like you said, the events, the planning that's going on. Like, oh, like two weeks from now, I've got like a paintball event, you know, like you said, just like put that in the foreground, like just take some time know everything that's going on and just be present here it was awesome man. that was a great one you have to let me know when that paintball event is so i might uh travel mm. the 20th on sunday okay could be some good vlog content yeah awesome i can bring my paintball guns as well i've got i've got well, paintball and airsoft nice. <laughs> we just got a whole bunch of balls we, my dad has like 400 dollars worth of balls that we're trying to use up so hey man yeah definitely come up here it's gonna be awesome I have all to right do do you wanna, ryan do you have anything to say about that meditation i would just thank you for the opportunity to share some you know ramdas with you and you know i'm glad you both enjoyed it um, it's, you know, it's a part of my practice as well to be able to lead meditation. So this helps me just as much as hopefully it helps you. And yeah, I just thank you for the opportunity. Awesome. So do we want to go into the topic for today? Start with, uh, what I touched on a little bit, the daily routines. So why don't you guys go into what you guys do for daily routines so I can learn a little bit of how to build my own daily routines. Right now I've been like traveling and moving around a lot and trying to figure out my life. So I definitely need some tips for uh, building good daily habits. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you kick us off for us? Okay. Um, well, you'll notice right now, if, if you look over, um, my bed is, is made. Mine is just some new products that I bought that are laying on top. Every day, make my bed. Um, and usually there's a glass of water sitting right next to it. Um, growing up with having my mom as a doctor, I know a lot of the natural health benefits of just helping your body you know, perform its daily functions. One of that is your body needs water when you wake up. It's been like, who knows, eight hours. If you just lay in there, you need water. So if you get that in within like the first couple of five minutes or so, um, I don't know all the science, but like there's one of the valves in your body like basically between your stomach and like whatever else goes down there. Um, if you get that water in there within the first couple of minutes, it'll actually be able to flush out, you know, the small intestine and flush out some other functioning organs there. And you'll actually experience a bowel movement within the first 20 minutes, you know, it's weird to get super excited about that, but 
think about it. Your body needs to like get all the toxins out. You know, your bladder is probably full from cleaning out all the cells. A lot of great stuff going on there. So just make sure you get your water in the morning. Then another fun tip, your body, like your mouth doesn't have all like when you're sleeping, it doesn't create all the necessary things to fight bacteria in your mouth. So it's something that that happens when you sleep. So actually brushing your teeth right away in the morning helps get rid of all that nasty bacteria that's been growing in there for eight hours. You know, you're not cleaning your teeth all the time. It's like you are when you're awake sometimes. Um, so brushing your teeth right away is another great thing to do in the morning. Um, at that, you've got your foundation. You're ready to maybe, you know, hit it off some, with some morning reading, you know, hit some weights. Like I'll do that occasionally, like 6.30 in the morning, I'll be down here in my room just getting out some tricep pulls, you know, uh, nice. <laughs> a lot of great things like that. Um, and I feel like from there, we're all individual people. We've all got our own different tasks that we have to do. Maybe you're woke up a little bit late for work or, um, you know, you, you've got a big project for the day and you can, you know, pr uh, start doing your notes for that. Um, so I guess, you know, for me, it's just foundation. Uh, there's a one la last, I think one last thing that I didn't mention, and that is I've been writing down my goals just on a legal notepad. Um, or if I don't do that recently, I've been having a lot of weird dreams going on. I don't know if it's because I was traveling and doing some weird things, but I started writing down those. I would wake up sometimes at like even 1.30 in the morning to like 6.30 and I'd like, oh man, I had this crazy weird dream. And I just quick write it down real quick. And I found that I'm actually getting better memory about the experiences that I had when I was dreaming just because now I'm like, I'm training my brain to recall those memories that never really happened, you know? So it's almost a weird thing to, to, to take a hold of. Um, so yeah, I, I always have a, you know, a, a legal pad. A lot of your best ideas come from your dreams. Like yeah. you're some of the like top inventors or whatever they, a lot of it comes from like a dream they had and they wrote down and then brought it to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I've got a couple of dreams like that that I've had. Um, maybe, I don't know if I was daydreaming or, or just actually nightly sleeping, daydreaming, whatever. <laughs> but I would have those dreams and I'd write it down. If I was like in a plane or something like that and I woke up, I was like, oh, I'm on a plane. What am I doing? <laughs> and I write it down real quick. It's really great to always have a notepad next to your bed. Whether you want to write those those top three things that you got to get done for the day right away. And, and that way you can focus on what you're doing or you want to recall a dream. Um, so that's about all I have as far as daily routines. Other than that, we're all our own individual people and we have our own different habits and things. But I feel like if you, if you get those maybe five things down, you're really off to a great start. Oh, maybe some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Yeah, there was one other thing, uh, of course, that you didn't mention that I feel like was you were very passionate about last week. Do you remember what that is? Hmm, let's see. Oh, uh, affirmation statements for sure. Cold oh, shower. Yes, but there was, there it is. <laughs> Oh, cold shower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was I was thinking about that early today. Like, mm, do I want to get into that whole cold shower topic again? But uh, our viewers can go watch last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, I think that was two weeks ago, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Mindfulness and meditation. Yeah, we talked about cold showers a little bit. Yeah. Um, hey, Ryan, before you go into your stuff, can you speak closer to your mic? You're sounding a little far away. Yeah. Can you hear me now better or no? Uh, it's about the same, but just continue. About the same. It might be the, the actual headset. One sec. Better or no? Yeah, it's about the same. All right. I might just disconnect. Closet. Speak with strength. Now we can't hear you. No dice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just go back to the Fun like, fact. In, in diving school, we had to learn all the different hand signals. <laughs> this would be like, okay, let's go down farther. Like, let's go up to the top. <laughs> I'm out of air. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn how to dive. My dad's a Oh, man, it's so fun. So great. I saw some videos of my friends who were big divers. They were like the manta rays, the sharks, all the fish, some of the coral reefs, yeah. and it's awesome. So as you get like deeper in the water, like the colors that you see, um, like the reds go away the first. Like as as a white refracts down at the bottom inside the water, like the lower spectrum colors are able to present themselves more than like. A red or, or like a green so the purple fish down there they were like translucent it was so beautiful to see that's so cool something that you don't really get to see otherwise ryan how's that audio i still can't hear you bud <laughs> oh no no you need to come back in the zencaster are you still in the Zencaster? Oh, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. <laughs> so, I mean, some habits that I can talk about, some habits that I've done in the past. I need to get back into some of these, but I, like Jared yeah, said, like, um, writing down my dreams in the morning, obviously taking, uh, releasing my bowels, brushing my teeth, uh, working out. Um, before quarantine, I was doing uh, sunrise yoga, which was a really good morning habit. It was good to just get my mind, body, and soul like calm down and focus for the day. Um, I've been trying to do yoga in the morning, um, but it hasn't been every day as it was before. But I think just writing down some stuff like your goals for the day maybe your dreams get your your mind going and then get your body going with some exercise get some good food um clean yourself up shower cold shower um i think that's all really good stuff to start your day with one thing that um grant cardone taught me is Right, not only like your daily objectives or like your weekly objectives, but also like write down affirmation statements of of your life objectives. Like whether that's I I am a great father, you know, in your you know, twenty in your young twenties 
and not even in a relationship or anything, but like writing down those those positive things. I have a millionaire mind, things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a great book. I gotta recommend it. Yeah, the millionaire mind. Secrets of the millionaire mind. Yeah. Yep. And then like touching your body and your head so you can feel the vibration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, touching like, my mic. I, testing, I mean, testing. You're you here. All right. All Sorry, guys. I have no idea what happened. All good. <laughs> One thing that when I was listening to that book, I mean, a millionaire, a million dollars is good. I did, but I was uh, thinking in the more mindset of I have a trillionaire mind. So. <laughs> I was doing billionaire. Billionaire? Nice. Yep. Yep. I should right. just do I have an infinity mind. I have no cap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No cap. Hey, money is infinite. There is no limitation on money. Yeah. You just got to put it in the effort to actually bring it into your life. Mm -hmm. Take action. Massive action. All right, Ryan, do you want to go into some of your daily habits now that we have your audio back? Yeah, can you hear me, you guys? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. better. Okay, all right. Yeah, so I will go ahead and echo a lot of what Forrest was talking about. So um, I have similar morning routine items. Um, I'll, I'll start mine with the night before. So what I do to prepare for the following day this is actually something I don't do as often, uh, but it's something that my father taught me when I was growing up was to essentially lay out what I wanted to wear the following day to sort of just like eliminate one decision off the right off the bat for the following day. So I don't have to pick what I'm doing. I've already got it going. I can get my day started quicker. Um, an additional thing that I'll do is similar to Forrest, I will write down sort of some of my like high level goals that I have for the following day. And I keep like a little bank off to the side that I literally put in a box and say, these are things that I could do, things that are like, you know, things for the week that I want to get done just so that I have them uh, visible. Also writing it down helps a lot with actually turning it into something tangible. So it goes from the mind onto paper and into the world. And then it helps you actually take action in the world. Um, I try and start getting ready for bed around like nine o'clock. I will drink a cup of sleepy time tea. I won't drink too much. Um, you know, you're actually not supposed to, according to like Ayurveda and stuff like that, you're not supposed to drink or put anything into your body after about 7 PM. Um, but I do continue to drink tea up until nine, 10 o'clock. Uh, sometimes it actually wakes me up in the middle of the night and I have to use the restroom. Um, so I'm trying to be better about like having an empty stomach and things like that going into the night. So that I'm like fresh in the morning, like I, my body is taking care of everything. Um, and then in the morning, I also have water near my bed. Uh, the first thing that I actually do when I wake up is I meditate, uh, usually for about 10 minutes. I also do affirmations, you know, regular meditations, visualizations, just trying to, you know, every day do something new that's going to help set me on the path that I want for either the day or just in general. Um, after that, I will maybe do a little bit of stretching since I'm already sitting on pillows on the floor. And then immediately I will also 
um, make my bed and wash my face and pretty much get my day going. It's my daily routine. And it's great because I can take it with me wherever I go. Right. You know, as long as I have access to, I guess, pillows, right. Or, you know, tea, you know, hot water and I can do those things. And I'll also echo, it's important to have a notebook or pen handy. Uh, just, you never know what you might want to write down, whether it's a dream or somebody's name, phone number, you know, it's just useful to have. I think yeah, the pen is definitely mightier than the sword. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I think we are lost forest. Um, <laughs> hopefully he comes back. Just my video. Oh, just your video. Yeah. Okay. Well, the video of this will have a little technical difficulties, but um, maybe we'll get forest back. Uh, let's go into our next topic. We're talking about uh, lifelong learning and how to prepare for a rapidly changing future. Um, do you of you want to start with that one? Hmm. Has the potential to be such a, a large topic where, where to even start? Yeah. I mean, for me, I guess being a lifelong learner, you're like being able to go through each experience in your life and be able to learn from those experiences, even though you like may have graduated from school or like you're still a student for life, you're still learning new things and finding ways to develop new skills, sharpen the skills that you already have, but learn from the experiences that you're having. So every experience is an opportunity to learn something new and that never ends. You can always teach an old dog new tricks. There we go, Forrest is back. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, so where I think lifelong learning started for me, and this, this is obviously a, uh, a, a point of privilege in my life is that I fortunately had parents who were very worldly minded. They didn't grow up with a lot, neither went to college, neither have you know degrees, but they did want to provide my brother and I the best possible life. And they knew that the best possible way to have the best possible life was through education. And so growing up, we always went to museums we always went to like art fairs and like farmers markets. And we always went to different types of like, you know, cultural events happening. And so I was exposed to a lot of different, I guess, ideas very early in my life. And we also set aside reading time um, every day where I would essentially read out loud either with my dad or with my mom, usually it was with my dad. And this has happened at a very young age. And it's actually since carried with me and I, I just about two years ago started picking up reading again, like vehemently reading again, I'm making it also a part of my daily routine. Because I think the path out of any situation that is unfavorable is through self-education. And I recognize that for some people that's a, a position of power and privilege. But for me, I just, I think being a lifelong learner, being open to new ideas, it just helps you have a more complete perspective of the world around you. And it actually helps you create relationships too with all different types of people. So that's kind of lifelong learning from my perspective. 
Nice. That thing is always, if you don't, if you feel like stuck in your life, there's always something that you don't know that you need to know to move forward. So being able to have that lifelong learning mindset and be able to figure out what you don't know so you can move forward towards the things that uh, you want to achieve all your goals and live the dream life that you want. Oh, you Forrest? Yeah. Um, I grew up in a house that always had education happening. Um, from the ages of, like, I think, well, first and second grade, um, my mother actually homeschooled me and my three older uh, sisters. Um, and then after those, we, we entered into public school when I was in uh, about third grade uh, or eight years old. So you know, my mom, as far as like my parents go, like um, my mom now has a full doctorate in uh, naturopathy, medicine and master herbalist, things like that. So she's got now a long line of cert certifications and doctorates and things. But of those... You know, those didn't happen until man, like I'd gotten into high school and, and graduated that. So she got her doctorate uh, around the same time I got my high school diploma. Um, and so like growing up, and then as far as my dad goes, um, he took a couple classes at West Shore or not West Shore, uh, Davenport University um, here in Western Michigan. And um basically got the skills that he needed, you know, accounting, business management, marketing. Um, and then he didn't really seek a degree. He just wanted the information there and then he could apply that to his business. So I got kind of both worlds of, okay, just, you know, get the skills that you need from a, a formal education and then apply that onto the real life and your, your own um, experiments and things. Um, and so self-learning through that, but also with medical things, or, or, or medicine, I should say, uh, um, that's more, you need the, the very strict learning and processes. And it, you'd also need a, you know, the letters behind your, or before your name, such as doctor or master's degree um, through that. So as that's played into my life is um, out, of my, out of the four siblings, only the oldest, uh, she graduated with her bachelor's and then me as the youngest, I've gotten my uh, bachelor's as well. Um, the other two, uh, one went to uh, uh, police school and she has her certification. So we, a lot of us do have degrees and, and such. But uh, for me, it's like right now I'm, I've got tabs open on my computer about my master's degree. I'm, I'm really trying to find one and, and decide if I want to get just the skills and knowledge that I need for architecture and the sustainable development and all the development plans that need to go into building large, fully sustainable complexes of apartments, or do I want to like actually get my master's degree in this um, and be and have that that piece of paper that certificate? It's it's really I'm trying to make the decision: Do I need the degree, or am I just trying to go there for the knowledge? To apply it you know, and that could be a difference of zero dollars or like eight, 80 grand you know so um i'm really trying to decide that right now is should i get my information from books how to go into property development and i do have a book that i'm reading right now and working on or do i want to go into have someone else teach me 
have a textbook and, and be examined on, on my learning. So I don't have an answer yet. I'm really trying to, to talk to people and figure out, you know, if they have a situation that they've been in this type of thing before, what, what would you guys do if, if you're in my situation? Like, what kind of thoughts would you have? Well, so a master's degree or, or just getting the little bits of information? What do you think? So similarly, I did uh, art and design and user experience design. So the art and design was like in the same architecture building um, at the University of Michigan. And my philosophy through college was, yeah, I, I get, get the degrees and I'll get a higher paying job because higher paying job because I have the degrees behind my name. Um, but my philosophy was always being able to get the skills that I need to adapt to whatever comes next. And it's also really good to be in a school environment so that, or be in a position where you have like a mentor who you can go to with questions or learn from their experiences where they failed where they've seen successes so if you choose not to go to to get your master's degree i'd try to find like a mentor who has done all that stuff and try to become an apprentice or learn from him but i think schools right now especially for art and architecture and that kind of stuff like having those teachers be there for you and to teach you everything that you need to know is very valuable. Mm, that's good. I definitely have a perspective here as well. I actually have an opposing perspective, but that's okay, because that's mostly because I, I've sort of chosen a career path that doesn't require formalized schooling. Um, and what I mean by that is like, if you want to become a, spinal surgeon, right? It's probably a good idea to go, you know, get a degree and like go, you know, get your doctorate, like be around you know, people who know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. right. Like if it's a life or death situation, okay, go pay the money to to do it right. Right. That'd be weird if you didn't. And I think almost impossible, at least in the US. <laughs> um, but in terms of like other degrees, I think Part of what Addison said is actually right, is find a mentor, find someone you can apprentice for. Because I, and this goes back to something we mentioned in our planning doc notes is like, the cost of higher education is messed up. And you can, you can learn these things without going and getting those fancy titles. You really can, um, you know, people, People aren't going to be like, oh, he went and got this degree and has this title in front of his name. He's going to be like, can he get the job done? Like, is he good at his job? And, you know, I don't know specifically what it is with architecture and if like people actually care about the credentials or not. Um, that's not my expertise. But what I would pose to you is like, well, did the Egyptians have masters in architecture? Because if they did, <laughs> I'd like to know about it. I'm very curious to see what programs they had and which letters they used in front of their names. Um, no, they didn't. You know, they were just good at what they did. And so that's coming from a perspective of I'm a, I'm a coach. Like I help people use their strengths to overcome their challenges. And, you know, all I really need is, an, is to apprentice with someone or like a mentor who's going to actually teach me the ropes. And with that, but that being said, like I did a certificate program because I wanted to actually 
have people to help me do that. And I could have probably networked my way into d doing it for free, but I thought it'd be valuable to have people who already knew what they're doing. So I kind of have this like yin yang, you know, opposing position on, on, on going and getting master's degrees. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's always necessary. Okay. I and think also part of that is if, if you're looking to work for someone else, then yeah, you might be able to get a higher paying job with having an MBA or, or such. But if you're looking to work for yourself, you know, what are you, are you going to pay yourself back that money for the 80,000 that you invested in your master's degree? Probably not. No. <laughs> I mean, if you can get grants and, and scholarships to go for that, Hey, that's, that's awesome. You know, apply for as much as possible. And that's some research I'm trying to find right, right now is if are there grants out there to try and do what I'm trying to, uh, to, to help out with what I'm trying to do. That's another probably pro that could be towards getting the actual degree. Uh, and also my alma mater right now is, is not getting back to me on, on taking free classes because after you get, get your degree, you can audit any class for free. So it's, that would just give me the knowledge that I'm looking for. And that might be the route that I go. We'll, we'll, we'll see, I guess. I think going back to what I was talking about before about like experience, I think there's no better teacher than experience. So find it, if you want to be doing architecture, find some like entry level or apprenticeship that you can get into that gets you hands-on experience with it and be able to mm -hmm. start building your portfolio so you can get credibility behind you and say, yeah, I've done these projects. These are the things that I've done. And these are things I'm planning on doing. And because of my track record, I know that I can do this. Um, and then be able to get the grants that you need and the funding. And, um, but just if you, that's really what you want to do, just find a way to get hands-on experience because there's no better teacher than that. Yeah, I see. That's, good. that's a good point. Ryan, I think you're going to say something too. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where Addison and I can find the midline is like, Definitely learning is key here, right? Lifelong learning, whether it's self-educated or not, apprenticeships, mentors. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think I'll stand firm on the position of if you're just doing it for the credentials because you think you're going to get a higher paying job, well, you might, but you're also setting yourself back 80000 Plus, also, you're essentially wasting time because you're not getting that one-on-one. -on -one. You know, you're in a cohort. Right. So I, I'll, I'll echo what Addison said. If like if that's something you're really passionate about or maybe something you're still trying to figure out, if you're really passionate about it, go work for free for a little bit with somebody. And this is anyone that wants to do anything. Right. Go work for free for a while. Learn the ropes. If you're really invested in it, they're going to easily say this person needs to work for me and you'll get paid and you'll probably get paid more, too, than just like applying for entry level jobs. I really I hate that process of entry level jobs because I know I'm more qualified you know, for, for the positions, then like, <laughs> I'm not going to bash this other job, but Addison and I were talking privately about this one position and it was just outrageous. Okay. I'm not going to even bring up the name, but it was an outrageous entry-level position. No one should have that job. And what um, industry was it? It was tech. Okay. All right. <laughs> we can talk about it offline, but, um, <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, people care about what you can do and they don't really care about the titles that you have. Yeah, I think this also goes good into our next topic, talking about like 
preparing for a rapidly changing future, whether like school prepares you for that or experience or the, like something else. Um, I think we're seeing a lot of change from the traditional academics go to school, like, because right now it's a lot online and like that's very hard to learn for people and actually get hands-on experience in that one-on-one -on -one time. And especially for like art and getting critiques and like being able to work with people and collaborate. Um, so like now being able to find more opportunities to get hands-on experience, learn the things that you want, like what I'm doing personally, like I want to be doing videos and podcasts and social media stuff. And it's not necessarily my expertise, but like throwing myself into the deep end and just teaching myself what I can and I'll learn along the way. And I think that's the best way to learn other than like getting a film degree. Like I have an art degree. I have the ability to learn anything that I need to online or find mentors that can teach me whatever I need. Um, and I think that's a much better way to prepare for this rapidly changing future that we're going into and that we're currently existing in. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're, you had to be in the mindset of being like a eternal novice because there's going to be a lot of new stuff being thrown your way and having the ability to learn anything that's thrown your way is crucial. Um, and going back to being a lifelong learner and having that mindset, so important, so important to be able to learn anything that you need, like, and not being set, not being afraid of change, and being afraid of something that you don't know. I've got a great app idea for anyone listening. Please create this app, an app to connect mentors, people that want to, you know, part their wisdom towards other people younger than them or older, like a mentor can be anyone. It's, you know, someone that's highly specified in like a, a field. And like the people like us are starving to get this wisdom. Like someone's got to help create the connection between these two types of people. Name that app. I don't care what it is. Just Only somebody make it. Addison, Go <laughs> Addison, that's just something you know, I've been thinking a lot about. I mean, I know Ryan and I have talked about that and about like, this human genome project that we were working on. And oh my gosh. So you knew why I was and... shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> we tried I mean, it's it. Definitely we tried an application. I know. It, we need it. Yeah. Ironically. The, it was it was essentially career genome project. Let's let's let everyone create their own destinies, track it online via an app so that you have a blueprint for how someone got from zero to one or A to B and then use oh, wow. that as a, as a model for helping people understand, okay, you have this goal while well, this person's done it. Here was the roadmap they took to get there. And it's oh, very much so like golden road. It's very yeah. much so like career genome, swift ship. Um, we have to bring out the name. <laughs> Didn't make sense. For two yeah. years, I worked yeah. on this and we thought it was swift ship as in like a boat. Yeah. So like <laughs> I always visioned a boat, but no, it's swift mentorship. It made no sense until yeah. probably like a month ago or something. <laughs> yeah, until you told me on the f the first episode of season three, like, I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah we tried it. it. It's needed. Yeah, one of the things that I'm trying to develop for the Golden Road application is 
being able to connect people with, so you say you have a goal and then being able to connect to a group of people with similar goals and then being able to find a mentor or other people that you can collaborate with through that. So that, yeah. that's been in the works coming soon. That would be awesome. So those Keep blueprints are essentially, those blueprints and roadmaps are essentially just golden roads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hilarious. Oh, the plan um, word is endless. I, I wanted to hone back in on something that I think Addison, you're talking about. And that was that what I, what I imagine, or what I believe the university's main value to be like any university, right. Is just in the people it's, it's who, you know, um, and universities just happen to be really good at centralizing a lot of young people and also smart people, like educated people, people who have experience. But I think now, and this goes back to, should I get the titles that I want and credentials, or should I just do it and have the experience that gets you to the same place, right? Is the, the culture right now is changing around learning because everything is online. People are more willing now to break down those old views of what it meant to have an education. Like if you're well-read and you know a lot about, let's say, um, Asian history, and you can speak about it like in your sleep, like it's the back of your hand, but you don't have a degree, does it really matter? It does it actually matter, right? Whether you have, you know, doctor of philosophy or whatever it is, it doesn't because you can speak to the topic and you know your facts. So I'm very passionate about that. And that's kind of one of the projects I'm personally working on and Addison's helping me is like, how do we reimagine education online? And like continually raise that bar of that experience of how students learn. Um, yeah, and I think just like self-education is just the key. Um, yeah, self-education and people. For anyone who wants to learn more about it. Yeah, it's gonna be maximizemi.org. The website's still under construction, but um, you can, you know, email me, Ryan at maximizemi.org to learn more. Um, Addison's helping out a lot with that. And, you know, we're supporting each other with maximizing Golden Road. It's, it's a very passionate, a very passion of mine to help people learn what they want and get to where they wanna go. And that's really the vision of Golden Road as well. And the methods so, that we're doing it, they definitely like snake across each other and definitely align. So it's definitely different aspects that we're both working on and just having that central goal of helping people achieve what they want in life and be able to learn what they want in life and just live their dream lives because there's no reason you shouldn't be living your best life. Yeah, one of them as far as we know. I, I kind of wanted to, while we're on the topic of lifelong learning, I just wanted to bring up that stepping outside of the comfort zone topic again. We talked about that as being the point where you're actually alive is when you're uncomfortable. Can we maybe talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, I'm absolutely. curious what you guys think. Yeah. Well, for me, like if you understand like the hero's journey and like having that call to adventure, like moving outside of your comfort zone and going into those places of unknown and going through trials and tribulations and being able to learn. So you're able to learn so much outside your comfort zone in place, in a place where you don't know what you don't know. Um, and where you're pushing yourself to that limit and to 
stretching yourself to a point where you don't know if you can achieve what you what you've set out to, but you're pushing yourself to do your best. And then if you don't succeed, the next time you go back to that, since you stretch yourself to that point, you'll more likely be able to achieve that and it'll feel easier the next time around. Um, like working out, like that's why you lift heavier weights that you're not comfortable with. So you're stretching your muscles to a point where they can grow and when you come back to lift that weight, it's going to feel easier in the next time. And you're going to be able to lift more and more in the future. Um, so pushing yourself to the limit is so important to be prepared for a rapidly changing future and to be a lifelong learner in, the, in that process of developing the life that you want. I'm a very visual person. So when I, when I think of a topic, I like to put it out into like a diagram. How can I draw this out? If we wanted to take our level of a, of a comfort zone and put it on a gradient scale, as we like to from one to 10, where one, um, let's say you're, you're, you're the most comfortable and 10, you are extremely uncomfortable, like freaking out, like, like not completely out of your element, I would say. <clears throat> um, when we're in, let's say, level one of our comfort zone and we're, we're faced with a problem that would require like a level four, you know, of, of abilities within your comfort zone and, and abilities to, to take on problems and, and tasks that come up. If, if you're still operating at a level one comfort zone and you're trying to tackle a number four problem, that's gonna be really hard for you and, and you're just not gonna be able to really get your grasp on it as well as you wish you could, but as you grow and, and you eventually keep on growing your comfort zone so that you can take on more problems and, and bigger complications. And let's say now you're a level seven on your comfort zone and your abilities to take care of things and you're dealing with that number four. You know, it's gonna be so easy for you to get, take care of that problem, whatever it is, whether say it's, you know, flat tire on your car or problem with a coworker at work. You've already done way bigger things than that. You know, you're at a level seven now and you're dealing with a, a little four problem. That's easy, easy peasy stuff. But think about, you can still get to number 10. And as you grow with that comfort zone, you're going to see your bank account's going to increase. Your assets are going to increase. You're going to be in a different state than when you were at that level one comfort zone because you stretched yourself, you brought yourself and to accomplish much harder tasks. And now you see a little problem, you can say, this is big me. Big me taking care of little problem now, not little me. Big me is taking care of this. That is, is rapidly changing your own future. You are increasing your comfort zone to take on bigger problems and your your life will accelerate at that point it, it will it's a very good point so i actually wanted to expand on that for us actually with that um visual gradient of mm -hmm. comfort to skill and ch uh challenge level let's say um in positive psychology 
there is this wonderful diagram and maybe we can link to it in the description or somewhere. And it's essentially an X, Y axis where you have challenge level on the Y and you have skill level on the X and low on the Y axis, the vertical axis is the challenge level on that left side and skill on the right going from low to high. The optimal state, which is called flow, is that perfect alignment of challenge to skill level. And it's that state of being where essentially you experience blissful joy, you actually lose track of time, you feel sort of at ease, and it's just that perfect balance of skill and challenge. It's like for me, I get I, I reach flow state when I'm doing something like playing basketball because I have enough experience with it where I'm good, like I'm okay. You know, I'm not an NBA player or college player, but I'm good. But it's also challenging enough where, you know, if someone's guarding me and they're guarding me hard, it's, you know, I might have to do a couple of moves that I haven't either used or practiced before. So it's like peaking back and forth between that flow state. Um, the other visuals are essentially when you're in too high of a challenge and too low of a skill level, you're going to experience either arousal, anxiety, or worry. Um, when the uh, challenge level is too low um, and your skill is too low, you're going to be apathetic and bored or relaxed. And then when your um, skill level is high, but the challenge level is too low, you're going to experience too much re relaxation and control. And so it's finding that perfect balance of skill ch and challenge in which you reach that flow state. And actually, in order to become uncomfortable, you want to reach that level where the challenge level is a little bit higher than your skills, because that's where you have an opportunity to fail. And failure, in my mind, is synonymous with learning. But the question that I want to pose to you, and also I want to hear your thoughts on that is, how do you deal with failure in terms of like, I have this goal, I really want to reach it, but I'm worried that I'm going to fail. Like, what if it's something that's so dramatic that failure means you're going to lose your house or you're going to not be able to eat food for a week or something like that? Like, how do you cope with that? There's a lot of fear behind failure. Um, and, and on my whiteboard here, I have a, a saying that's written down. It says, fear is a gift, accept it. So being afraid of failing is a gift. You have to say, okay, that's okay to fail. How else am I going to learn if I don't make a mistake? If everything goes right, I'm not going to learn anything. Right. If, if I'm on a path and... There's no obstacles in my way, and it's I can just clearly walk. <coughs> I'm not gonna grow. I'm, I'll just be in the same point as it was when I first started. Um, yeah, I have to. I embrace failure. I failed so many times, and actually, just recently, um, now that I've been journaling a lot more, um, I had a dream recently about a failure that I perceived as a major failure of my life was when I went to Australia. Um, my, pl my plans got completely diverged. I went, a I went a completely different route route 
of Australia than I had originally intended. And I was like, I saw it as a failure. Like I wasn't there doing the things that I was hoping to do. And I had a dream where this was all laid out in front of me. It was, I was at a stage, um, like, like an opera house, you know, and I had ran into that room um, on a mission with a whole bunch of other people had eventually like lost their way. And I, I entered into this room, I'm handed an apron and I'm told rush, like, go, go, go. Um, and I grabbed hold of one of the lights, the stage lights, and I was just watching my own story, my own life story on, on stage. And what I got the moral of that to be was, you know, oh, Jared, he, he was there in Australia and he failed. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. And at the end of it, like the, the story closed and then the curtain started taking a shape and God came from the curtain as a shape. And he said, you guys are all wrong. What Jared did in Australia was a foothold for me to complete my work that I was trying to do. Jared actually succeeded with his plan in Australia. And this was me in a dream watching this. Like, <laughs> it blew my mind. And I thought, nuts. I had always seen my time there as a failure. And I have to learn that wasn't. That was, I was still following God's path and still doing his work. Yeah, I think that's I, I, so I, important. Yeah, me, I just, every, yeah, I, us. yeah, for me, every time I've seen a failure, like what Jared has explained, I've, I always feel like God is trying to push me towards something that's better for me and trying to teach me something. And if I keep failing over and over again, I keep thinking like, what am I not learning that God is trying to teach, teach me? Um, and sometimes when I, like, when you don't go in the right path in Australia, you usually end up somewhere where you're meant to be and where you, where God wants you to be and showing yeah. you something that he wants you to learn. And I think that's so important to recognize that there's so much to learn within failure that you can't let your fear and like, oh, this didn't go as planned, but get like fog that lesson that's that God's trying to teach you. Yeah, I think that's so important, too, because, I mean, we keep coming back to it, right? All we have is the present moment. And it, like, that's really just the meditation, right? Just be because when you attach to something, they actually, the laws of the universe want to take it away. So if you just let go and release your attachments, things are going to flow to you. That's a state of abundance. And um, Jared, I or Forrest, I really like what you said about, you know, continuing on like God's path, even though you felt like you failed. It's like, you're going to end up where you're supposed to go. Um, you know, maybe it's not where you thought you were supposed to go, but you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I think it was Shakespeare, right? Who said, all of the world is merely a play and we are just the players. And I think that's a perfect metaphor for your experience and like unveiling that veil of like, oh, the clarity, this was what it was about. 
you know <laughs> this is what it was about it's something bigger than the self so just be yeah it's been like two and a half years since i was there <laughs> i finally have to come to it as it was not a, it wasn't a failure it took so, that long so how did that experience cha change your tra trajectory in terms of where you are now? Uh, the experience of the dream or Australia itself? Um, whichever, whichever you feel like is more important. Um, hmm. I feel ready to go back. Like... I feel like when I go back now, it'll, it'll be a different story and I'll be able to create the impact that I'd wanted and do the, do the things that I wanted. Um, it, it's allowed me the headspace to, to create new dreams of, of, of going back since having that dream and, and understanding that that wasn't a failure. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess I don't, I don't have too good of an answer on that. <laughs> so, so maybe it's still an open question mark. Yeah, it's still pretty fresh. So I guess I guess I just don't have enough of the, the wisdom that came from that yet to give an answer. It's an open chapter. Yeah. It's <laughs> cool. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my dogs keep opening the door <laughs> to this room. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> Well, should we maybe move into the rapidly changing future part of the, the dialogue? I feel like lifelong learning goes really well as a segue. I mean, or do we feel like a little bit of that if you want to, if there's anything yeah, to touch upon? Yeah, I, well, for me, I just wanted to continue to emphasize the idea of like having skills that will will cross over in terms of usefulness, I would say, in the world. Um, I don't know. I don't want to go too in the weeds on on what this future might look like. We already talked about it in terms of education. But like there's some weird stuff happening nowadays. Um, you know, with COVID and then of course Black Lives Matter and like police brutality and these things. So I don't know. I guess it's just about finding where you fit into the equation. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of like Elon Musk and AI or like autonomous vehicles. I don't know. I feel like we've had a great podcast so far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really like, covered everything from our notes. Yeah, I mean, technology is ever changing. The world that we're living in is ever changing. Just have the mindset of being a lifelong learner and being able to take anything that's thrown at you and be able to deal with it and learn what you need to learn to be successful. And that's what I have on that for now. I just want to do something about climate change, you guys. I'm worried about us trashing our planet and like. I feel like the way that we treat our earth is the same way we've been treating each other for so long. It's just like garbage. And that honestly really, really agitates me a lot. 
we create a paradigm shift. I think the pandemic has done a little bit to help with climate change and like how we treat each other and kind of bringing up those negative things and being able bring up those negative things to light so we can recognize them and deal with them. That's why it's not as pretty as it as we would expect 2020 should, should have been, but I think it's a beautiful thing to see all the negative stuff coming to light so that we can deal with it and re like recognize it and move forward from it. We talked a lot about rapid, rapidly changing future for ourselves, but maybe not so much about society. I think this would be a good segue into that. Um, there, there's a couple small movements, you know, um, as far as recycling and, and green movements, but something's got to rapidly change for that. Um, briefly discussing a large project of mine um, called The Forest, uh, which is the, the world's first fully sustainable apartment living complexes, as well as actually uh, residence homes that um, you can buy there as well. Uh, once I, I get this in a full in a full blast and actually production, it's going to create a very rapidly changing future for what people expect a home to be. Because a home, you know, I'm not sure what the numbers are yet, but there's a lot of waste from, coming from homes. All the gas that's used, electricity, the water, the gray water that gets flushed away, um, and just the materials used, you know, and all the pollution that comes from that for the construction of the home. There's a lot, like think about your asphalt roof, that's just all tar and chemicals going to the atmosphere. Um, for me, I, I wanna change that. It's a bold move, a bold dream, you know, but for me, it's- you gotta be bold. You gotta be bold. You gotta get out there and just kill it. It's, you know, thinking Elon Musk, yeah, he's like, oh, I'd wanna, you know, create the world's fastest, greatest electric car ever. And then, you know, I want to go to Mars. Like that's bold. <laughs> you can't. Just, he, he had that dream one day that he was going to do that, and he's been through hell for twenty five years. But now everyone in the world knows his name because he accepted his weirdness. He pushed through his weird ass dream, and now everyone knows his name. I want to change the way people live in their house. I, I just want it to be fully sustainable and help our green earth. Because otherwise, awesome. all these box homes people live in are just going to kill the earth. Mm. <laughs> A little Forest. dark, but that's how I feel. <laughs> Forrest, we might actually have to go out to dinner and have a business chat because actually one of my visions and like something that Addison and I have spoken about before is like twofold. One is like fully green integrated cities where literally cities are one with like nature and you literally have like ecosystems growing on buildings and like yeah. you're growing your own food in your like front and backyards that you sustain yourself on. So that's like one vision that I have. And the other part of that is like accountability in communities for your carbon footprint or even just your footprint in general. It's like, communities should be holding each other accountable for the amount of water that they're using, the amount of electricity that they're using. And like, you know, having systems in place where communities can lean on each other for that type of support. 
you know, we're so individualistic here in the US. And so we could benefit from leaning on each other more, especially in terms of coming together to do things like, you know, protect our planet that we live on. So anyway, we should have a further discussion. All right, we're at about an hour and 20 minutes. You want to wrap this one up? I think that we have a, some more topics that we can weave into the other podcasts. Next week, we're talking about power and privilege. We have a, our first guest of season three. Um, and we'll introduce him next week. Um, make sure to follow at Golden Moon um, on all social media, and this will be posted on. Well, if you're listening to to on YouTube, um, it'll be posted on uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, FM, and a couple other platforms. That'll be in the description. AKA the Golden Road Podcast is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to us. I'm working on getting it on Apple Podcasts. Um, and just remember to have a lifelong learning mindset to be able to prepare for a rapidly changing future. Um, and learn from your failures and any financial or material changes that come your way. Just embrace them and don't fear anything that's happening because God's directing you towards where you need to be in life. You guys have any closing remarks? Try to find a mentor, someone with great wisdom that you know wants to accept you and go under some sun sonship, you know, stewardship. Get those skills that are needed so that you can get that information and that knowledge. It's there, obtain it. Money is infinite. Namaste. Just be namaste. Peace, love, and namaste, and stay golden, my friends. Peace. Peace.